that guy ain't shit. Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. Where are the stars of this piece of shit? I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot com. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Your mother. Something weird. I like how awkward it is. And it don't look good. Who you gonna call? Are you familiar with the No Small Children, either of you? I am now. You are now. They have a ghost. Can't hear you at all. Why can't I hear you at all? (laughs) All right, fine. Round two. Again, already. 30 seconds in. That's a new record. That is a cover of... No, it isn't. uh, No, that is not a new (laughs) record. For me, it is. For you, it is, maybe. (laughs) That is a cover of uh, the Ghostbusters theme song by No Small Children. I I chose that particular version of that song. We're going to talk about the Ghostbusters in the news tonight, but I I chose that... One would hope particular version yes one would hope um because i actually had the opportunity to talk to uh the ladies behind no small children no kidding uh when i was over uh with with uncle erock's show at one point in time in the oh. long long time ago in the upside down um yeah they're all long like, long ago they're all like music teachers um and they have a band as a like a side gig Okay. Um, and they've got like three or four albums and they're quite successful and they tour, but all their music is really catchy and fun. Is it and, just like original stuff and um, a few it's, covers? It's or? a lot of original stuff, a couple of covers, mm-hmm. and they actually got big because of that cover. Um, the gentleman who directed the Ghostbusters reboot, I can't remember his name. Paul Feig? Was it Feig? Paul Feig. Yeah, yep. yeah. He, um, Feig. He's, he got his hands on a copy of that cover. Okay. Um, and he added it into the film over the closing credits of the film. Oh. Um, but yeah, so, I don't know. I like that cover of it. That's a good story. You know, I like teachers. When you do something wrong, they make you do it again. <laughs> so. I like the song more than that that's, movie. That's Rodney Dangerfield. That, that is Rodney school. Dangerfield. Just saying. I like Before I get emails. 
before you get emails, before someone says something terrible and salty to you. If you would like to say something terrible and salty to Big Kev, you can give us a call over at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. See, that's how that works. Nice, OG. I know how. I've been doing it for years. <laughs> I know. I'm taking, a, I'm taking a note from your playbook. There you go. And I'm, I'm, I'm utilizing it. Got in the it. context of the show. So here we are this week, uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 544. And we're calling this one, You're All Breathtaking. And yeah, we we'll are. get to that little bit in segment two of tonight's show. Um, I'm going to start off tonight's show by saying we are aware that E3 is going on this week. Um, we will talk about at least one, maybe two things from E3 ourselves. Yes. But there will be an extended, longer format game stuff coming to oh. um body in the next day or two from coke logic there's so much coming out of e3 he wasn't able to put together a regular game stuff for the show and i said rather than try to mush it all into a short segment let's do a long format segment and we'll put that out there for the listeners and so that will be coming um as additional content for everybody week. not just the discord yeah oh yeah for everybody yeah for for yeah uh patrons no actually everybody will get that at the same time i think so so that will go out probably thursday as a matter of fact with the regular show so you guys can, got it can nice. check that out and you know and enjoy all of the news that's coming out of e3 because there is quite a bit of it just oh yes i know big kev is most excited about on a personal note i know big kev is most excited about luigi's mansion 3 but uh what oh you bet <laughs> all right but we'll talk a little bit about mario! e3 in uh in segment mario? two mario why don't we kick off this week's show by talking about all of the things uh, that are in the news this week. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. One more additional thing. If you go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash BKGeekStuff, you could check out a lovely eh, six and a half minute or so video that uh, that Mr. Monty here put together of uh, Five Points Festival. It's a, it's, I found it lovely. I, I thought it was quite I found it mediocre. My my favorite probably, part the video the, the video of the creator yeah yeah <laughs> all because of the video not the not the festival uh, my favorite part I think is Sucklord doing ninja moves in the background <laughs> and oh, one of the, it's so sad isn't it portions of the video but anyway was he was he in has been corner uh no no there was there is no has been corner at this festival because oh there is almost everybody there. is somebody. Um, oh, there, there there's is a, a has-been corner, sir, if Sucklord is there. Oh, now, now. I'm just saying. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. I let's still be honest. Give... We went to – did you – I didn't, you didn't go to that, but I did. I went to the opening of his show in that gallery where things were three and four times what he was normally charging. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I was having this discussion with our friend, Mr. Healy. Mm -hmm. Oh, actually, you were involved in that discussion where yeah. I said I thought he jumped the shark uh, and and ran out that 15 minutes of fame long before TV. Yeah. So, Which is a lot of people think when he appeared on The Next Great Artist or whatever that show was, which I actually thought he was rather good on, if I'm being honest. So did I. Um, I mean, as far as a character in a TV show goes, I thought he was good. But um, I, I thought long before that, you know, when as the prices started to creep up and as, you know, you know, all of this, all of this was just making it hard to be in the same room with him and his head. Um, it was, you know, I, I maintained at that time, this guy's going to burn out and he's going to burn out fast and quick. And, you know, although I wasn't at five points and. 
I don't know what he did or what he didn't do there and so on and so forth. But from all the, the things that I have heard and observed, he's just not happening now. It happens. I know it happens. I'm he plateaued saying. and then, you know, now he is, look, he is still the same bombastic personality that he always was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, which is more important to him, I think, at this point than the toys. Probably. Probably. Which I think is where the problem lies anyway. Probably. Anyway, let's talk about what we have going on in the news. Sure. Um, much to my chagrin, because I quite enjoyed the first episode. I have not watched the second episode yet. But Swamp Thing has already been canceled. <laughs> Yeah, and and I think if I if I'm reading the tea leaves correctly on this, this comes as a larger look into the whole DC streaming now that it's owned by somebody. I can't remember Time Warner. Time I think. Warner, yeah, yeah. And I think there's a there's a larger look now at the whole DC streaming. So if you like those DC streaming shows. You better get in there and watch them because, you know, if they're canceling one, be, it literally canceled before the first episode aired. Yeah. Which you know, is, the first rumors of the cancellation happened before it aired. It's a shame because uh, it was really good. That pilot episode was really good. And I was I'm really looking forward to watching the season play out. But I'm going to watch it sort of begrudgingly knowing that if it's not. A complete story. I'm going to be left just angry. Yeah, imagine if it ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. That'd be the worst. So, um, with that said, I I hear that the only one that they might attempt to save is Titans. Yeah. Um, which is a real shame, because I thought Doom Patrol was really, really excellent as well. I heard good things about all the shows. Um, but, to be honest with you, I think we kind of called this a while ago, because we said that the sustainability of this platform was going to be really hard for them. And they're producing a handful of shows with fairly big budgets, which is great, because it means that they're putting a bit of time and care into the shows. However, if the subscription base doesn't warrant those budgets, it's going to be hard to sustain the platform. Yeah. And so I think that's what we're seeing. I think what we're seeing is, is that sort of, uh, sort of fallout so i'm saddened but i'm not entirely surprised if i if i would say that i'm looking to see if i put um oh uh, oh yeah no i'm sorry no what i put on i what i put recently i put it apparently last thursday i put on our facebook i don't know if you saw this og warner brothers rebooting the entire dc eu into two separate universes was that confirmed though or was that rumored i think that was confirmed okay okay yeah, um, but i'm sure. not sure i, I, I yeah. i'm not going to read the article now and find out but i'm pretty sure right. it was confirmed but the point is is that it was separated into the batman universe and everything else which is something we called what a year ago well, yeah, we were we that, were concerned that, that it that was, was going to happen. Well, it was told to us by our ubiquitous clandestine informant that those moves were taking place, and we don't you don't get a higher source than the one we have on that one. Right. And he told us a year ago that this was the direction they were going in. So, yeah, there's that. Um, again, I'm not entirely shocked by any of these things. I no, think, you know, I, no, I, I think they know where they're. I think they know where their money lies. Wonder Woman and Batman is where the money lies. Really? And, uh, clearly, that's what well, uh, and well, Aquaman uh, too. And apparently, Aquaman, but, yeah. but we'll I mean, see. right now, anyway. 
Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I think, I think DC, Warner Brothers, Time Warner, they're in a perpetual state of fuckery when it comes to figuring out how to DC. run DC, which should be a no-brainer. It should be a no-brainer. Yeah. And, and and it's a perpetual state of just just clown shoes. Yeah. I, I just don't I don't get it. Uh Dune, the Sisterhood, gets its own series order from Warner Media. No shock there. Um this is coming to uh I'd say it's a bit of a shock. Is it because I feel like yeah. I feel like there's a ton of Dune stuff coming on the horizon. So we have the Dune remake coming. And right. then this is the, a TV series. I think this is just people trying to chomp at the bit for the next big sci-fi series. Even well, though it's that not... might be. I think it also uh, has to do with powerful women. Yeah, absolutely. You know? and, and in the Dune universe, these are powerful women. So, yes. uh, you know, I get it on the one hand. I just think it's interesting with all the material that's out there. Um, in the form of other books that, you know, that they're splintering off to do something original in the Dune universe, I think is, is, I think it's interesting at this point, it would be kind of like, you know, them doing, oh, I don't know, a middle earth TV series right. that had nothing to do with any of the books. Right. I get it. But or, uh, uh, I don't know, a, a Watchmen TV series that is a sequel to the movie even though there's a lot of prequel material out there. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Dune is cheaper fruit than some of those other things. And maybe that sure is. is, you know what I mean? And so they could, if they could, if they could harvest all they can. Right. So, all right. Uh, uh, so of the three of us, who is at least read Dune? Yeah, me. <laughs> so no, that no. is one third of us has no. actually read the book. Nick, did he raise his hand? Nick raised his hand oh, as well. I'm sorry. Oh, I can't. I, I can't hear your hand raising, sir. I, I, sorry. Oh, I thought, look, I there thought, you. Are. I thought you were able to see me on the camera. Me. Sorry, I just had the OG show there for a bit. Well, so. no, but on the Instagram, I thought you would be able to see him. My apologies. No, I, I actually watched the computer screen ah. mostly. Um, so, all right. So two thirds of us. Okay, have you read more than one Dune book? Nope. There you go. And there's like six, yeah. I think. I can't read you know, the And I've read books. three, and the third one was so painful. And I don't mean painful as in bad, but like similarian tedious yeah, I, that I, I, I couldn't do anymore. I find all the books to be extremely tedious. I've never been able to read those books. It's just, it's just, they're, I, they're I, hard. I fall asleep very easily reading those books. And that's not to say that they're not great. They're just not my personal cup of tea. Yeah. Um, I know PK, you know, huge fan of those books. Huge. And and I'm right. just, I'm just, but I can't read Stephen King either. I suffer that. Any I, Stephen King? No. <laughs> I've no, tried. Really? I've, Not I've tr even like it? Nope. I've tried it. I've tried The Stand. Yeah. I, it's the same thing. The Stand is hard. You know, you spend, it, it, I thought, was really a good read, I thought. You spend 50 well, pages trying to unscrew a screw and describing bloody fingertips. I'm out. <laughs> you try the audiobook sometimes. It makes it a little easier. I'm out. Um, this That's sort of ties in, reading. though. Still. Uh, this, this ties into a little bit what's next on the prep sheet, and that Warner Brothers is skipping out on Hall H this year. Um, I think. What the, do they got? Well, they have It, but I think It is going to still have a presence there in their scare Diego 
um, will be the only presence by the studio out, but there will be no Hall H presentation. They do have the regular Dune movie coming out. Um, they have, um, they have, they have, I think they have a few things. They have Birds of Prey. They right, have Joker, Wonder yeah, Woman, Joker, Wonder Woman. They have Dune. They have potentially Sisterhood. They have it. <laughs> they have a couple of things, but the Stephen King Shining sequel, Doctor Sleep, is that actually happening? I oh my so. god! I believe it is happening. So I'm not entirely surprised by this. Um, I feel like every year at least one or two bigger companies sit out of Hall H. Didn't Marvel sit out like two years ago? Um, I think they did. And I wouldn't be is I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel sits out this year too, because I kind of feel like we're in a weird area for Marvel right now. What are they gonna? What's Marvel gonna show? Mm-hmm. Spider Man will already be happening. Nothing else is currently really hyped up well, for filming. That it doesn't matter because they can just bring people from Endgame and be like, "Wasn't Endgame great?" They could, but I seems that seems like a waste of a Hall H panel to me. But and it could also be it could also be a huge reveal. It I, could be. I wouldn't be surprised if also if they do. If it's very Disney Plus heavy, though, it could be. It could be Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. That, That's true. That they do. because that would be that would be Bucky and the Winter Soldier. Loki. That would yeah. be Mandalorian. But don't that forget would... that only a few weeks later they have D twenty three. And in the last yeah. in the last few years, they have scaled back what they present at San Diego mm-hmm. in favor of presenting the bigger reveals at D23. Um, and I think the more that Disney acquires and the larger they get, you know, they're the blob at this point. Um, they can they can keep on pushing stuff to D23 and essentially just say, you know, fuck That's your true. San Diego. I'm sure they would save a lot more money. Yeah doing that buy tickets to our event instead you know this godzilla versus kong thing Uh uh-huh when did we become the nation of godzilla i'm not upset by it yeah i'm just saying because in the older days yeah kong was ours yes and godzilla was japan's but we had and it was oh go ahead did you know the original king kong versus godzilla movie do you know in america Kong emerges seemingly victorious, and in Japan, Godzilla emerges seemingly victorious. I have heard that. Mm-hmm. I just think that's funny. <laughs> should we go into Godzilla? Yeah, go for it. So I should mention that I, I actually saw Godzilla on Friday. Don't be sorry. What are you yes. sorry for? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, so <laughs> I want to preface this by saying that uh, my dad and I are big into monster movies and horror movies, especially yes. bad movies. Uh, we went into Godzilla... First of all, we saw the original or the last Godzilla movie that came out. We saw Kong. We really liked Kong. Um, this movie, I will give it a three out of ten because that's how many times my father fell asleep during the movie. Wow. Deliberately. Wow. At one point, he says, are they destroying anything yet? No? Okay. And went right back to sleep. <laughs> it was just and going into it I said I actually said to him I'm like I just don't want them to have the final battle I'm not going to put any spoilers yeah. I just don't want the final battle to be at night and in the rain again right. Oh so there's a final battle at night in the rain huh? <laughs> yeah, final battle at night in the Spoiled. rain And he he goes well you know they don't they do that for the effects to make it better I'm like they didn't do that in the Kong movie in Skull Island Yeah you know that was in the middle of the afternoon and uh you know in right. the, in the daylight um 
just they added too many kind of subplot points that they were trying to work into. You just want these creatures to just destroy, you know, just a fight. Um, and they were kind of teasing Kong through the movie, you know, ridiculous amount. Uh, but just just upsetting. Yeah. It, it drew, I don't know what the exact box office figures were, but from week to week, it had like an enormous drop off. Um, and just, oh, I get hurt how how bad it was going to be. Oof. That's a scathing it's, review. Uh, it's very, very upsetting. And I wanted it to be good. Of course. I wanted it to be good. I mean, I haven't seen it yet. I'll, I probably will wait for it to come to some other resource before I see it. Maybe you want to do something else at the same time while like, cleaning the house as you're watching it or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just Polishing like, my toenails. So you don't feel like you wasted your time. <laughs> so there maybe it is. You re- maybe you could read Dune. <laughs> hey, there you go. Wow. Then I'll probably get the best sleep I've ever had. Probably. <laughs> awesome. All right. Michael Rooker is joining Amazon's Dark Tower series adaptation. Based on what? You mean Stephen after King. the movie that, that no one was satisfied, so Amazon has decided to do a series? Yeah. Um, but I, I guess the, the – so the movie was sort of a weird sidestep adaptation of the books, and I think this is going to be a more traditional adaptation of the books. Um, so again, I've never read the dark tower books. I only go based on people I know that have read it, who proclaim them as some of the best written material ever to exist. Um, and there are a handful of people I know that really, really love these books. Didn't PK really like the books? PK really likes them, but I have a couple, I have a couple of other friends who really, really like them too. As a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, I've been told that if I can't read any other Stephen King, I probably could still read Dark Tower and maybe at some point in time I will give them the old college try. Um, but that said, I think this is going to be a bit of a more, um, I think it's going to be a closer adaptation to the actual books, but, um, I'll check it out. Um, I like Michael Rooker, you know, um, I like the concept of the dark tower at, at minimum. And I mostly like what Amazon has to put out series wise. So I'll give it, I'll give it a look. Give it a a try. Give it a, give it a try. Sigourney Weaver. Lord of the Rings prequel series already received two season commitment. I mean, are you surprised by that? I'm not surprised. Who's surprised? I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm just a little surprised. Go on. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Sigourney Weaver has confirmed that uh, as much of the original cast as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Because I'm loving to see them bring uh, Harold Ramis back. That's a great line. Great line. Will return. For Ghostbusters 3, an interview with Parade Magazine, Weaver, who played uh, the original Dana Barrett in the first two films, uh, she will be reprising the role. Um, and uh, what did she say? She says, it's going to be crazy working with these guys again, she said. And then she said, uh, it has a confirmed cast of, let's, does that, does it, does it say? Jason Reitman will be directing. Um I guess, and she said something about Dan Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Annie Potts, and Rick Moranis all returning in really? some capacity. They got Rick Moranis. Yeah, well, but you know what? We've been I've I've been reading recently. I read another article about a month or two ago that Mor- Moranis was ready to sort of uh, sort of was sort of ready to step back into or in front of the camera again, because, you know, he stepped away after his wife had passed. Um, and he kind of took over 
the role of of being the parent and their father, and he took it very seriously. Understandable, and, and you know, very commendable that he did that. But his kids are all grown. Um, his kids are, you know, have their own lives, and they're they're they've moved on with their lives, yeah. and it sort of has allowed him to re-explore that. And I think in the interview that I had read, he had said that, you know, the his desire to do something never really went away. Mm -hmm. He just felt that he had other priorities that he had to focus on. Yeah. And now he is at a point in his life where he could, um, could come back and look, I love Rick Moranis. Yeah. I don't think I've, I don't think that he's been in anything that I didn't like. So I'm eager to see whatever it is he takes on. Um, you know, some of my favorite films have, have Rick Moranis in them. So, um, you know, My Blue Heaven, one of my personal favorites. Just saying. My Blue Heaven. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? We're gonna we're gonna skip that one for just a heartbeat. Uh, we're gonna skip that one. Tom Holland has an Uncharted movie adaptation coming out, scheduled for December twenty twenty. This is funny because we had just talked about this like last week kind of yeah. i think right we talked about the game we talked about nathan fillion who for the longest time people had said that nathan fillion should be uh nathan drake um but it looks like tom holland is going to be sliding into the role as nathan drake all right now here's what i have to say about this and you know a lot about uncharted too right i like tom holland mm -hmm. he looks 10 i like uncharted I don't see Tom Holland playing Nathan Drake in, in Uncharted. I don't see it. I hope that he surprises me. I really do. I hope that I am I am somehow presented with or blown away by his role as yeah. Nathan Drake. But Nathan Drake is sort of this seasoned explorer and he's kind of has a gruff yeah. bit of swagger to him. None of the things that you think of when you think Tom Holland. Not so much. Like, none of those things come to mind. I have no fucking clue how they're going to pull this off. So, I, I don't I don't know. I'm concerned. He's 100%. Yeah, he's 100% in the role. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. It's confirmed. It's <laughs> definitely his film. And look, maybe they'll figure... Maybe they're going to play it up. Maybe they're going to really young him up. And I, I don't know. But I just don't see him in that role at all. I, I, I have a really hard time imagining him as gruff you know i have a really hard time imagining him as anything other than mr stark like i just it's not there it's, it's not a there. young nathan drake yeah it's just i i don't i don't see it I don't the young it. nathan drake adventures yeah exactly no chucky claims another toy story victim in a child that poster is awesome i love this fucking poster yeah so this is the one with buzz lightyear right yeah 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 it's 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 essentially it just says child's play uh june 21st mm -hmm. and it's chucky holding what we assume is buzz's uh blaster yeah just a blaster a blaster with a robot on the ground nondescript robot on the ground and a nondescript astronaut suit <laughs> Um, yeah, the foot and the and the dome helmet. And the dome helmet. You know, it's it's just enough altered to probably, you know, avoid any real issues. That's great advertisement right there. It is. The it's, people behind the movie deserve uh they deserve all some kudos of the credit. For that. Yeah. So uh I I'm looking forward to this. I I'm I'm you know, I have 
you know, I, I had my hesitations. I still have some hesitations, but I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to give it a try because I am a fan of the Child's Coming Play a few weeks, franchise. Yeah, it's June. That soon, yeah. yeah, it's two weeks. It's like two weeks, yeah. Um, and speaking of Buzz Lightyear and Toy Story, apparently first initial reactions to Toy Story say it's another home run for the series. That it is thus far being well received. Um, I know some people who have written off this movie um, simply because they don't feel like the movie or the franchise needed a fourth movie. Um, I get if that's opinion, I if that's your opinion, I guess. I mean, I think that's a dumb opinion to have. Like if you have if you've enjoyed all three and you've enjoyed the little one-offs and Halloween specials and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, at least see it. If you don't like it, you don't like it, but at least see it. I feel like I feel like they have treated the the core plot points of the franchise pretty well so far. Okay. And it's always been about, well, what happens next, right? And, and you understand that Andy can't have his toys forever and they, they have to move on. And this seems like a really good attempt at, well, what happens when they have to move on? What's next? Can't, can't, can't have his toys forever, huh? I mean, look around you. I mean, I, I look, I didn't say, I didn't say OG couldn't have his toys forever. I specifically okay, I'm just said Andy. I mean, if I had a Woody and a Buzz Lightyear, uh, I probably would still have them <laughs> I have That's many of saying. my childhood toys still. So, you know, um, but I'm looking forward to this. I, I Is like... Tony Hale the guy who voiced Forky? No, Is that I who's thought... doing Forky? I haven't looked it up, but I thought it was Tony Hale. And then I see here it says Keanu Reeves, uh, Keegan-Michael Key, and Jordan Peele join newcomer Tony Hale in the voice cast along the, with the returning members. No, I thought I thought – Sporky or Forky or whatever. I thought he had. I thought that was somebody else. Maybe it is Tony Hale. I don't know. I think it's Tony Hale because it sounds like Tony Hale. Can you look that which up? Which is on what IMDb? I thought. Tony Hale. Tony Hale. There you go. Boom. But I'm looking Tony Hale. To of course, you may know from uh, the, the Arrested Development. Yes. No, as Buster. Him. As Buster. I like him too. He's a funny actor. And Veep. Yeah, I think he um, didn't he have a couple of cameos on Community as well. He might have. I never watched it. He wasn't the he wasn't the principal on Community, but I think he had cameos on Community. The principal on Community was uh, oh god, what's that actor's name? I don't know. What's he been in? Oh, for fuck's sake, I'm drawing a complete blank. You'll know his name when when you hear it, Big Kev. I I can't I can't think of it off the top. Michael McKean. No, it's not Michael McKean. Uh, uh, Roach wrote, oh, fuck, what is his name? I'm Al Roach, the guy that created the little rascals. No, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. <laughs> Jay Roach, pick, pick up the news, pick up the news, Monty. Move forward, or, or or Kev, if you have the prep sheet in front of you. I do. Uh, let's see, what's one we didn't do on here? Cyberpunk 2077 to feature. Keanu Reeves arrives April 2020. I was going to let's let's hold off on that one just for segment two for a moment. Uh, all right. Jump to um, what was what was next on the prep sheet right after Forky? Uh, nothing. Bill and Ted cast Samara Weaving. There you go. Bridget Lundy Payne as Bill and Ted's daughters. Rash. Jim Rash. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
as Dean Pelton. My God, I knew it was going to come to. Do you know who Jim Rash is, Big Kev? I don't. Off the top of my head, I'd have to look him up. All right. Uh, Samara Weaving, the babysitter, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, and Bridget Lundy Payne from Atypical and the class, uh, the Glass Castle. Atypical is that that Netflix series, or I think it's Netflix about the kid with autism. Uh, yes, Atypical. I think so. I think so. she's wonderful. If it's that girl, I think she's really excellent. Samara Weaving, I know the name, but I don't recall. I don't recall who she is in Three Billboards. Did you see that movie, by the way? It was I, excellent. I really wanted to see um, Three Billboards, but no, I did not see it, unfortunately. Um, Samara Weaving will play. Oh, sorry. Go on. Samara Weaving looks. She almost looks like a Margot Robbie. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, born in. She's Australian. What a surprise. She was in Ash vs. Evil hot Dead. hot blonde Australian. Oh, yeah. She was Heather in Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. Okay, I know who she is. Yep, she was in Monster Trucks. Yeah, I know exactly who she is. Okay. All right. All right. Um, but anyway. She will, she will play uh, Thea or Taya Preston, daughter of Bill S. Preston, while Lundy Payne portrays Billy Logan, the daughter of Ted Theodore Logan. I'm just excited every day that this is a reality. Yeah. It's a good way of putting it. <laughs> because for years this felt like it was it was ethereal. Like it was it was gonna happen, but it never was gonna actually happen. It's just the timing for this makes sense so much. When so many things from like the eight you know, from eighties and way back are being recreated, like this is a sequel that just just makes sense. And and like we'll talk about in segment two, Keanu Reeves just all over everything it really is right now it, it is a keanu renaissance right now yeah it is in a, in, a, in a lot of ways so um you know with that i think because we oh no we have a couple more minutes let's see what else there was something else in here that we could do oh. was it the division uh yeah ubisoft's game the division uh netflix acquired this to create it into a series starring jessica chastain and jake gyllenhaal um a series of films uh, it's probably going to be um, a mini series, right? In the near future, a oh. pandemic virus is spread via paper money on Black Friday, decimating the city of New York and killing millions. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to see if it gives us if it gives us what what it is. It just lists it as a series, um, but I know yeah, Division it Two. Say much. Division Two only came out a few months ago. Uh, across gaming and PC platforms. Um, I've never played the game. I mean, I've seen a bunch of video footage from the game. It looks pretty cool. Um, I like Jessica Jastain. I'm so-so on Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, <laughs> but I like the premise of The Division. I think it's a kind of a cool game. I like Jessica Chastain when she works under the name Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. What? They're practically twins, except Bryce is hotter. All right. All right. Um, probably my favorite thing in the news this week. Yeah. Um, wow, there's still a lot on here. Holy shit. Okay. Well, probably, maybe we should take a break. Um, let's just do this last one, and then we'll take a break. My favorite thing in the news this week, and I think, I don't know if either of you have watched this, Love, Death, and Robots? No, not no, yet. Not it's on my list. So Love, Death, and Robots got renewed. Um, an announcement was made that it's going to get a second, uh, a sequel to the series. Um it seems like the little trailer that they 
depicted seems like at least a couple of the ones that we saw in season one are going to come back in season two um which my favorite one from season one um was the three robots uh episode and that looks like they're getting they're getting a return I highly recommend seeking out Love, Death, and Robots. It's 18 episodes, um, but each episode is anywhere from like six to 15 minutes in length. Oh, it's super easy. So, is I it mean, on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. You could devour them really, really easily. Some of them are absolutely amazing. Um, some of them are so-so. Um, yeah, but, well. but even still, even the so-so ones are still absolutely worth watching. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty excited to see that they got this renewal, especially because right now I have only watched the first episode of the new season of Black Mirror. I was just about to say that, yeah. Have you watched any of no. them yet? Are you a Black Mirror fan? I love Black Mirror. Oh, brace for impact. Aww, <laughs> really? I've only watched the first episode, and it was so, it was so painfully boring. Nick? Ah. Uh oh. It because the first episode of the last season was pretty good. The whole Star Trek kind of uh The SS Callister, which yeah. is one of the best episodes of the episode. entire series. Yeah. So the one that I've watched so far is Striking Vipers, which is the one with Anthony Mackey. Okay. It's painfully just boring. Everything about like just the story or the acting or No, no. So I I think they have an interesting concept that they attempted to tackle. Okay. I think that it questions a lot of really interesting things in virtual reality and technology all right but the execution is horrendous ah. like 25 minutes into the first episode and i'm like are we gonna get the fucking story or am i gonna see him burn another hamburger on the fucking grill literally that's the thought that crossed my mind Wow. How was it, like an hour long episode? Yeah, they're all like 61, 62 minutes. Ah, oh, it's painful. It, it, Nick, it was painful. Ah. Uh, some people might disagree. I got some criticism on this already. On the Twitters? On the Twitters. Because immediately, I, I questioned this movie immediately. And without giving out any spoilers, the criticism that I got was clearly I was close-minded and and not nearly open-minded enough to appreciate the things that they were exploring in this and i was like no because i think that the things that they explored in that regard god i'm dancing around this so hard right now but the <laughs> thing that they were explored i think it was actually that part was very interesting okay but it was so haphazard and slapdash like it wasn't entertaining it wasn't entertaining at all slapdash exactly um and i have not heard great things about the other two episodes either would you give them a shot uh i'm gonna watch them because because i feel like i owe it to watch them um the last season was so good the way it intertwined to it was, yeah i i was not oh, a, a shame i was and i honestly the the number one thing that i felt watching this season was oh god netflix ruined it because I think this is the first full season that Netflix has pretty much had entirely. I think the last season was still somewhere in that. Oh, I thought they had full rights. Did they have it last season? I, I could too? be wrong. I could be totally I, maybe, wrong. Maybe I thought did. so. Maybe they did. But this first episode was was bad. And oh, all wow. I will say is, for the haters out there, I loved San Junipero from last season. I loved San Junipero. So take that into consideration when you call me a hater on this episode. Hater. All right. Well, that with, was that was a great episode. With that being said, Big Kev. 
With that, OG, apparently we will take our first and only break on this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, Big Kev's Geek Stuff episode 544, the one we're calling, uh, what was it, You're All You're What? All breathtaking. You're All Breathtaking. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Okay, but let me tell you, the feeling of, of being there, of walking the streets of the future, is really going to be breathtaking. You're breathtaking. <laughs> You're breathtaking. You're all breathtaking. And we are back. And I hit record, so we're good to go. Yeah. This week's episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 544, the one that we're calling You're All Breathtaking. Aww. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But before we do, we heard from our lovely sponsor there during the break, the fine folks over at Build X-Wing, buildxwing.com, the folks over at Model Space giving you an ep epic subscription service allowing you to build your own x-wing piece by piece bit by bit big kev why don't you tell them a little bit more about that yes it's the first and only 118 fully scaled x-wing 118 scale guys that's three and three quarter action figures for you and i uh it, it, this is the first time we're able to get a ship that is perfectly in scale well a major ship that is perfectly in scale uh, with your uh, Star Wars figures. Now, that said, you don't need to have your Star Wars figures in order to get and properly display this. If you get the deluxe package, which every single person should get, you're going to get some static figures that will help you display, including a Luke pilot. You're going to get some ground crew people. You're going to get one of those people movers, some crates. There's some lights, uh, ladder, other other bits that will allow you to fully fully realize your display of this uh, ship. This is the kind of ship you see at a convention and you're like, wow, that thing costs $3,000. I'm never going to have something like that, but it's amazing. This is your opportunity to have that amazing, uh, that amazing thing. You get it a little bit at a time. You get, uh, you know, a few pieces each month. You put it together. And when you're all done, you have a brilliant display piece. L you don't believe me? Google it online. Google and see what it looks like. While you're at it, Google uh, uh, build Millennium Falcon as well if you want to see another great example of what can happen when you do a little bit at, at a time. So it's absolutely amazing uh, uh, and you should definitely check it out. And remember, the deluxe package is your friend. Huh and za. 
Let's move. Isn't there a phone number that uh, oh, they can call? You know what, call? Big Kev? You are correct. And did you know that that phone number, 877-544-6779? Well, I would know that, Nick, uh, if it were on the prep sheet under Build X-Wing and not Build Millennium Falcon. The funny part is- Which, by the way, was were, two promotions ago. As you were saying that, I actually ago. just updated the uh, templates for the prep sheet. Literally, as you said that, you can go in right now and, and take a look. Oh, I'm in right now. Still says Bill Murray. No, no, the prep sheet. He said the the template. The template. Oh, the template, I see. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, let's get into the rest of the show then, shall we, gentlemen? Okay. Cyberpunk 2077. Of course, that uh, was one of the big game announcements at E3 this past week. Um, And this sort of... this. Uh, and I'm sure Coke Logic is going to talk about it as well, but that sound clip was fantastic. We'll talk a little bit about that in a second. And this this game overall has a bigger impact on this show than maybe Big Kev realizes, and we'll, we'll get to that in oh. a split second too. But during E3's announcement for Cyberpunk 2077, um, they brought Keanu Reeves out onto the stage to do part of the presentation. Sure and as part of that presentation, um, you heard that sound clip that we opened up segment two with where, you know, Somebody yelled out to him that you're breathtaking, and he replied, "You're all breathtaking." Um, and uh, Project Rect actually found those that guy and is giving him a free copy of the game when it comes out because it, you know, created this viral sort of meme moment, yeah. and it was all over the interwebs. Um, this is a game I've been following, I think, since they first dropped a trailer uh, four or five months ago, maybe. Okay, um, and it looks fucking amazing. Um, they brought Keanu Reeves out because. His likeness is actually in the game. He's one of the lead uh, NPCs in the game that you're going to be interacting with. So um, that made sense. The reason that this is tied into our world. Because it comes out on my birthday. uh, Yes, but that is not the only reason why this is. um, This is my 35th birthday, by the way. Is that what you mean? Because it's a special occasion birthday. That's it. Uh, The game is actually. The game actually takes place and is sort of a continuation slash adaptation of Cyberpunk 2020. Do you remember Cyberpunk 2020, Big Kev? This was the tabletop game. Dice and pen and paper came out in the late 80s, early 90s. Cyberpunk 2020. Yeah, it's familiar. Um, I am fairly certain at some point in my life i played i'm not i'm i'm 100 certain that i played cyberpunk 2020 while i was in college i think i think the same gentleman who ran my riffs campaign also ran a cyberpunk oh for us to play oh i'm sure he did you're talking about the uh the monster oh yes i am uh, Cyberpunk 2020 is set uh, is a second edition of the original game. So I think the original yes. game might have just been called Cyberpunk and then Cyberpunk 2020 might have been the follow up. Possibly. Possibly. Um, but, you know, it's set in this weird sort of dystopian future and, uh, you know, like body modification as a means of uh, melding with technology is sort of an overarching theme. And if I re- if I recall the tabletop game, that's kind of what, what it was about. You would create a character and, you know, instead of like feats or, or things like that, like that you would know from D&D, you had modifications that you could do and you started out with right. that would allow you to sort of combat. And it was huh. sort of a like a noir crime type of game, you know, like 
combat was all sort of like crime driven and investigative. It was a lot of fun. It was a very interesting, very cool game. And so when I heard that they were adapting it into a video game, I was instantly intrigued. And then when I saw some of the footage, I was like, shit, this looks really fucking good. And now they brought out Keanu and you know, his, his inclusion, I think probably seals a deal that was going to blow it up pretty much sealed anyway. Um, but I encourage everybody to go out and watch that full trailer. It looks really good. It's like a six minute trailer and it's a cinematic, um, but it looks brilliant. It is looks breathtaking. on Xbox or it is, it is on, it is on multiple platforms. It will oh. be on Xbox, PlayStation four. And I assume it will come out on PC as well. Um, yeah, I'd say that's likely. And my Atari. I'm just trying to think. Uh, Your Atari. I don't think so, sir. Uh, this is, by the way, this is by the same bum, studio bum, that gave bum, you The bum. Witcher 3. I'm doing the sound effects from <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 on Nick's Atari. <laughs> Thanks, Big Kev. Uh, yeah, the game will be was confirmed for Windows, uh, PlayStation 4, and Xbox. Cool. So yeah, it is. It is. It is coming out. It is not cross-platform. Is a tabletop game still a thing, or not so much? Funny, you should ask oh, that. Well, that's a great segue, apparently. Oh, so word is on the street. I've heard by people that some company, and I can't remember the name of the company off the top of my head, but have 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 the rights to release an updated version of the game, and it is apparently going to debut at Gen Con this year. So coincidence. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. So Cyberpunk, a big thing for the next uh year or so. So we can expect that on right. your Twitch and, channel. And let's recall what killed Cyberpunk. Steampunk? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. It wasn't Steampunk. What, what killed Cyberpunk? It was Keanu Reeves. How did he kill Cyberpunk? Do you remember why it was Keanu Reeves? I don't remember why it was Keanu Reeves. Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, <laughs> Was that cyberpunk, though? I guess that was kind of cyberpunk. Yes, it was, sir. That was the first cyberpunk feature film, and it was a bomb, and all cyberpunk stuff just stopped But can I I say, though, in in all honesty, I liked liked Johnny Mnemonic. To me, the one that killed it was Virtuosity. No, uh-uh, it wasn't. It wasn't virtuosity because virtuosity still had a following. Just Johnny Mnemonic was did so badly and was reviewed so poorly that it just disrupted the whole genre. Yeah. Also, it's true. I mean, if you oh, do I don't, just I don't if you look at a timeline of the rise of cyberpunk versus when it ended, it took a drastic downturn after Johnny Mnemonic because that's how they cement. You know, it's like we were talking about this last week. That's how they'll cement anything. They could do a movie of it or some other platform of it, be it a TV show or a successful cartoon or something like that. That's what gives it legs and staying power. And Johnny Mnemonic totally killed cyberpunk. Um, I don't I again, I I don't disagree with you. You're probably quite right. I remember I remember personally enjoying Johnny Mnemonic. I think I saw it in the theater, as a matter of fact. 95, 96, I think, is when that came out. Um, But yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, 14% on Rotten Tomatoes is is the current, (laughs) was the critical reception. 14%. Yeah. Woo! That's a rough one. So Uh so there you go. Look at Virtuosity, if you think it's Virtuosity. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not saying virtuosity wasn't great either, but it certainly wasn't the first and it wasn't full fledged cyberpunk. It was futuristic. Yes. 
but not cyberpunk. Um, it's like what you call it. It's it's more that's more akin to Minority Report than it is to Johnny Mnemonic. It's funny. Virtuosity was the same year, ninety five. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So what's it? What's its Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, I score? don't know. I, uh, I that I didn't have in front of me. I think it's more of a futurist movie than it is a cyberpunk movie. Futurist movies have done fine. Minority Report's a good one. Uh, Bicentennial Man is an excellent, excellent, excellent one. I think that doesn't get enough credit simply because it's Robin Williams. But that is some Asimov sci-fi in that movie if you want to see a good uh, future. AI is another one that is that's definitely a futurist movie as opposed to a cyberpunk movie. 30, I'm trying to think of cyberpunk movies. Virtuosity was 33%. See? Double almost. There you go. Is the more than double. is the Matrix cyberpunk? No, I think the Matrix is also future, but I think it's cl- I think it's closer to cyberpunk. But don't forget, everything's virtual there. Right, right. So there wasn't any. You know, it's it's. I think you have to have certain tenants in order for it to qualify as a cyberpunk movie, like mechanical parts for human parts. Right. Which was none of that in in matrix none of it for real anyway in the matrix there was some of that stuff but very little of it even in the matrix right so i don't think it qualifies i'm sure i'm sure if we just start going over movies i'm sure we could probably come up with some that qualify as cyberpunk but honestly the first big one was johnny mnemonic because don't forget that's uh what's his name wrote that the 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 godfather of cyberpunk wrote that wrote that book that that movie is based on uh gibson isn't it is it william gibson uh i think director by nick Ryan. looked that up i think william gibson is the he's like the godfather or the father of of cyberpunk and he wrote that book and he wrote that movie and it got trashed that's like if you know oh i, I don't know one of my favorite movies of like all time is a cyberpunk movie and it's a movie i totally forgot about until i just saw the name right now what? Or what? it's considered cyberpunk, at least. Strange Days. I yeah, love yeah, that Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That is cyberpunk. Yeah, but that's also, I think a lot of people consider that a futurist movie as well. But they do have some, right, they do have some uh, uh, some cyberpunk tenants. So I think that can probably go on, on, on both lists, yeah. I would say. Yeah, I agree with you. That's a huge movie. But that was 2000, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to see. It was 99 or 2000 because. 95, I'm, same year. Was it the same year? Yeah. Then they really slotted that as a futurist movie the, then and not a cyberpunk movie. The movie took movie. place in 99. Because remember, yeah, it was at it the dawn of, it was the dawn of right. Y2K. That was the yeah, whole, yeah. It was yeah, New that Year's was what it was Eve, all Y2K. about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it William Gibson, Nick? Uh, I'm trying to find it. I'm having some I'll, I'll look Johnny, it are you spelling it with a N-E-U? I will, I will mnemonic, look Johnny Mnemonic. Why don't you guys move on? I will look it up. All right. I was enjoying our conversation about oh, cyberpunk, okay. but sorry. OG says we should move on. No, no, so. no. no, no. I, I, I apologize. No, no, it is William no, Gibson. No. It is. It, it is, is William, William Gibson. Gibson. Yes. So that guy is the father of cyberpunk, and his first and only movie failed. <laughs> so the, you knew right there it, it didn't have a future. Yeah. First concept art from Disney Plus Loki series revealed. Uh, and it's interesting because it looks like it's set in the seventies. Yeah, that's weird. Well, but I wonder if it is. I wonder if it's weird or if it's set in the seventies. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. Had Loki been to Earth before? 
he talked it about doesn't it. say it there's no indication that he was or wasn't on earth before okay okay he doesn't like come down and go oh this is earth he there's nothing like that yeah but there's also nothing to say firmly that he had been there before either right so I think you you know I I guess I don't know, is it assumed maybe it's assumed he was there I don't know yeah that's a hard one that's a hard one to say yeah but I think the part that everyone is forgetting, uh, you know, or personally or not, is another one of those. It's another one of those unanswered questions. Uh, it's another one of those unanswered questions from Endgame, which is um, what happened to Loki, who is a prisoner who grabs the Tesseract and disappears um, with the botched grabbing of the tesseract in the stark building i mean i wonder if if somehow this is that loki but how would he get to the 70s so i don't know tesseract but the tesseract doesn't allow him to travel through time are we sure that the tesseract doesn't allow him to travel through time well it's not the time stone right well that's true it's not the time stone Okay. It's the I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with a plausible yeah. two things. I'm trying to address the fact that no one has addressed the fact right. that Loki um took off with the Tesseract. You know, but then they had to go further back to get it from Stark. That was the scene with Tony and his father. Right. So when 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 they get it from Stark, does that prevent Loki from getting it then in the other timeline? I mean that's a great question. Does it? Because presumably Cap returned all of those items to where they were supposed to go at the end of the movie. Right. And if that's the case, that Tesseract is available when that scene, when that scene happens. So theoretically, Loki should have had access to that but, Tesseract. But by giving the stone back to Stark in that time and time progressing forward is normal second tony yep. stark is not in the building to have the tesseract in the briefcase to drop it to allow loki to steal it loki just goes forward with being arrested and the rollout of the original avengers film plays out do you but but where is the correction on that the, where's the correction because they went further back in time to get it from howard stark well right so if Cap returns it to Howard Stark, right. the reason they had to go further back in time to begin with right. is because they screwed it up in the Stark building. Right, but what I'm saying is if they go back uh -huh. and they give it to Tony Stark, or, or they give it to Howard Stark, rather, right. there's no reason... Back in the 50s. Right, there's no right. reason for them to go back there again in the, in the timeline... That screwed it up is what I'm saying. Yes, but but it already happened is the point that I'm trying to make. But did it or did it or was it undone? I think it was undone. If if you go back to a point in time, uh -huh. right? And then this is I mean, this is the way I'm looking at it. They went back to a point in time. They screwed up. Right. In the screw up time, they go back further. They get it from Howard Stark. Right. Right. The whole thing happens. Cap comes back to the point with Howard Stark and returns it. Right. How does that change the the going forward from the Howard Stark timeline where in the future they screw up in the Stark building? 
I don't know. I don't know. That's that. That line exists. It's that. It's that pesky. It's that pesky Infinity Stone. Can they reset everything? Maybe I don't know. Maybe the show will explore that. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Oh, I guess so. I'm just saying. No, I agree with you. It's definitely something. And out then there. furthermore, and furthermore, if we could put time travel aside for a second. Why is this show set in the 70s? Right, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what that Who knows what that concept art is? It could be anything. Maybe it reveals that Loki was on, you know, maybe it reveals that Loki was on Earth prior to the Avengers movie and that's how he has an idea of what the humans are like or who knows. Will says Loki could have a whole mini series before they fix it. True. Also true. Also entirely true. Good, good call, Will. Um, all right, we're going to skip Are You Afraid of the Dark? We'll save that for the bonus show. But let's, since we're talking about Marvel oh. and we are running a little bit long, let's let's close out with this this bit here. The Avengers game trailer? Yeah. Coming out by Square Enix. Did you guys watch the trailer? I did watch the trailer. I, thought was, I did. I thought it was lame. Uh, I, like, I thought it was lame, too. I like Square Enix games tra traditionally. Uh -huh. And this trailer was hot garbage. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, we so, all agree. Do so they kill Cap, but do they? <laughs> and but do they? I don't know. There's a statue. It's actually a really nice statue. If I at all like the design of Captain America, yeah, but why is he? Why is he humongous? He's like. What, did they call in Rob? His life felt big. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, he's huge. I mean, he's not only big, big like cable big. Like, that's how big he looks to me. Like, cable big. Not only is he big, but he's enormously tall. Guy looks like he's 6'7". Like, enormously tall. I don't know. I, I think the design on the game just stinks. Uh, you know, whoever did the character design, just, it absolutely, it's rancorous. Yeah, it's awful. Everything is off. It's, as a matter of fact, I the, the funniest thing I heard, the funniest thing I, I think I saw on Twitter today was, was, uh, oh, crap. We used our one do-over for Sonic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I think it looks like hot garbage. The, the thing I wanted to say about the Cap statue, though, isn't it entirely possible that the Cap statue is not a in-memoriam statue, but is much more like a... Like just it says in memoriam. Oh, it does say in memoriam on it. Yeah, oh, they have okay. a close up of the the base of it. I think with the uh, Thor's hammer is sitting oh, in front yeah, of it. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So maybe they. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous. And and again, I could get by the ridiculous story elements of it if I could look at the characters for more than a minute with their tiny heads and their humongous bodies. I mean, it's just awful. Yeah, I I awful. I don't know don't know I'm, hey uh where are we on time we are we, we are an hour four. Oh, okay well then next week i want to talk to you guys i didn't get to do my con report uh for the uh, first Kauai comic con uh which i attended this past saturday so i'll be excited to share all of that info next week i would love for you to share that. why don't we hey nick add that to the prep sheet for next week would you yeah, put it right above done. Bill Millennium Falcon. <laughs> done and done. Done and done. From eight years ago. All right, folks. Don't forget, you can find us online each and every week over at BigKevsGeekStuff.com. Go over to YouTube.com backslash BKGeekStuff and check out that Five Points Festival video. Yeah. 
because it was fun and exciting. What a great event. Again, I had a tremendous time at that event. I'm ready know, to go next year. I know Nick did as well. And uh, maybe Big Kev I'm, will I'm be ready able to join next us year. next year. Um, God, I hope so. Uh, don't forget, you can also find us over at facebook.com backslash bkgeekstuff where we post new stories as they be- come out, as they, you know, as we see them, as things can get up online. Um, you- hey, can I just, can I comment on something? Will has just written in, in yeah. Instagram. Looks like they didn't want to pay the likeness rights to the actors, nor did they want to pay a designer who wasn't in the sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, they hired, just saying. They hired Stephen Platt to do all the design. Remember that guy? <laughs> Splat. Oh, yeah. Profit. Oh, Wasn't yeah. that his book? Um, Awful. Uh, you can find us at Facebook.com backslash BK Geek Stuff, BKGeekStuff.com, Patreon.com yeah. backslash BK Geek Stuff. Go over there. Check out all the awesome and swell rewards we have. Get on the action. Oh, yeah. Continue to support the show. We would love you forever if you continue to do those things. Um, across the social media platforms, I am Geek Stuff OG on the Twitter, the Instagrams, uh, and the Twitches. Um, Big Kev. I am Big Kev GS, now fairly regularly on Xbox playing Red Dead Redemption 2 with such uh, noteworthies as Cousin Dave and Uncle E-Rock and The Sandwich. Sweet! So uh, check it. We're all posseed up. Our posse is called The Hanged Men. So uh, come over and join us there. Otherwise, you can find me at BK Geek Stuff, I think, everywhere else. Oh, wait. The other one's Big Big Kev GS, that's it. Big Kev GS on Xbox, BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. There you go. And I am Monty's underscore Mayhem on the PlayStation Network and Monty's Mayhem on Twitter, uh, Snapchat, and uh, Vine. And Vine. There you go. There you go. So Vine, Vine's not a, not a thing. How about Periscope? Are you on Periscope? You guys are killing me. I'm trying to do one a week, all right? <laughs> Calm down. Oh, my apologies. Come on. My just going through all. On the bulletin boards, I am. My, all right, it's on the BBS. All right. With that, Big Kev. With that, OG, we'll bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. The way we end some episodes by saying... Troll the respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music.